never ceases to amaze me of how he has our musicians on the same page that I am on. This morning, there's two scriptures I, I want us to look at. Of course, the main scripture is going to be Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. But, but then I, I want us to go and read also Isaiah chapter 6. Because that's where we're going this morning. Amen. So if you would stand, we will read Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. But then remain standing as we go to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. And the reason our hearing, in this manner, pray, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And his, in the train of his robe filled the temple. Next verse. Come on, next verse, there we go. And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Right there. And we, we, we're not even going to get into all that. Amen. The thought that I have for us today is, is, how do you see your heavenly father in the midst of disappointment? Father, even now, I ask that you would move Tracy out of the way and allow me to become your instrument. Lord, to the praise of your glory, be manifest this morning. Lord, to the praise of your glory, allow your word to be preached. Lord, to the praise of your glory, allow us to be receivers of your word. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I wonder, how do our view of God, our understanding of God, affects how we act and react when life isn't going the way we thought it should go? I wonder when, when, when things don't work out the way you planned it to work out. In fact, it seems like things are getting worse and worse and worse. Does your faith help you to react in a way that is honoring God? See, 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 the reality is, is that 
until God is relevant in our hurt, until God is still God in our pain, unless God still holds us together when we don't understand what is going on. Perhaps the way we view him, perhaps the way we see him, perhaps our faith in God isn't quite where it should be. See, if God is real when things are going good, then he's just as real when things are going bad. <laughs> he should be, yeah. Listen, if my faith is, is, is anchoring me when things are going the way I want it to go, then when life throws us a curveball, the same faith that I shout about, that I praise God about, should be the same faith that keeps me shouting and praising him when I'm hurting on the inside. See, I, 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 I used to work at the foundry, and one of the things I was one of my jobs, I was a project engineer, and one of, the, one of my jobs was to, ch- was to check these chains. Because these chains will lift up these castings, some of them weighing 60 60, what was it? 60 tons, more than that, 60,000 pounds. Now, now you understand, this crane is lifting these things up over people's heads. So, so watch this. That chain will break at the weakest link. So I couldn't just look at the chain overall and say, it looks good to me. Guess what I had to do? I had to go check every single link. And if one link was bad, that whole chain had to be discarded. You, you, know, you, know, you know what? You know what? Your faith or your strength in faith is no stronger than the weakest link. Satan isn't going to hit you where you're strong. You know where he's going to hit you? He's going to hit you where you weak. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I realize? It's Satan's job to test us. It's Satan's job to come at you. Satan is being used as a servant of God to make us stronger. And what God does is this. He wants us to get to the place where circumstances don't move what we know about him. And the question that he is asking us this morning is, how big is your God? I love the song this morning because the song this morning will give us an, an example of what Jesus is saying when he says, hallowed be his name. That means Lift him up in your own heart. To, watch this, he's already holy, but make him holy in your own view. He's already awesome, but make him even more awesome in your own view. Listen, there's some things 
You got to open up your mouth and do. When, listen, when, when life is getting harder, instead of telling God about your problems, we need to tell our problems about how great our God is. I think I said it this week that I woke up this morning and the devil was all on me. Listen, I don't give you these instructions because I already have overcome. I give you these instructions because God is teaching me how to fight my own spiritual battles. If the devil is after you, how much more do you think he's after me? Because he don't want me to give you the word so that you know how to be victorious in the battle. So the same things I'm teaching you, God is teaching me. So what's this? So I'm not telling you anything that I don't have to do. And I realize that when the devil is on my back, one of the first things I got to do is take my eyes off the problem and put my eyes on the problem solver. Begin to tell my problem how big, how awesome, how excellent my God is. You know what I discovered? If I stay there long enough, I'm no longer thinking about the problem. God got to be big enough that even when he don't take you out, he's big enough to keep you in. Our God got to be big enough that even if he don't change it, the peace of God, the joy of God, the... Listen... Life will hit you and knock the air out of you. Isaiah, Isaiah, notice he don't start this in chapter 1. He starts this in chapter 6, which many theologians believe that this is not Isaiah's calling to, into, the, into the ministry as a prophet. He's already a prophet, but... Don't tell me that God won't exalt your view of him in your life. Sometimes what you used to know can't keep you through what you're going through. Some of our testimonies need an update. Need an upgrade testimony. You've been telling that testimony for the last 20 years. You mean to tell me God hasn't done nothing for you lately? What used to keep you can't keep you doing. I know we're saying this song, you know, the, the old time religion. Listen, the hell back then is different from the hell today. I need some fresh, new illumination. 
That's what brought me two years ago. Can't, can't, can't fight the devils on fighting the day. That was good then, but you ought to see the devils on fighting the day. have a year. He doesn't say the year that this happened. But he preferenced the year by an event that everybody knows. It's like 9-11. I know exactly where I was at on 9-11. I still remember turning on the TV and seeing that second plane crash into the tower. I still remember seeing people jump out of it. Listen, that, 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 that's, that's forever imprinted in my memory. If you had a mama, if you had a loved one that died, that's forever imprinted on your memory. So they would start off with in the year that a king was reigning, in the year that so-and-so was governor, in a year, but, but notice how he starts this. In the year that Uzziah died. You know what he's saying? In the year of my disappointment. In the year that my life was falling apart. It is, it is believed that Isaiah was royalty. Isaiah, the king of Israel, was his cousin. And at first, he was an awesome king. And I believe that Israel and Isaiah begin to put too much faith in the king. You better be careful who you place your faith in. Nobody can be your God. Nobody can do what Jesus can do for you. Not mama, not daddy, not husband, not wife, not sister, no brother. Listen, listen, it's okay to have some faith, but you can't have all faith. Some of us have lost faith in God because we place faith in the wrong thing. Can I, can I explain that? There used to be and still is a theology that we believe if we just have enough faith in faith, what we ask for will be done. Show me that in the Bible. It's faith in his word. God is not obligated to fulfill our wishes. To fulfill our want-tos. Just because I have faith, 
Well, 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 it says if I have faith of a mustard seed, no, faith in his character and in his word. I, I can move mountains, faith in his word. Listen, the only thing that God is going to bless is what he said he's going to bless. So, so when we put God to a foolish test and our faith doesn't come true, God didn't let us down. We let our own selves down. Look, look what happened. They placed their faith in the wrong thing. You got to place your faith in a solid rock. It's Jesus and, 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 and what his word says. He says that if any man or any woman put their faith in anything else other than his word, it's Seeking sand. He says, watch this. He said, he said, not if it storms. Huh? Show me that picture. I got that picture of that storm. I hope y'all got it. There it go. Notice what is happening. It's nighttime. The wind is raging. It's raining. But that lighthouse is built on a rock. The light isn't dependent on the sunlight. It has to have its own light. If you are leaning and depending on the Lord, that's you. If, if you're dependent on anything else, it's going to be swept away when life hits. And let me warn you, life is going to hit sooner or later. The things that you never dreamed was going to happen is going to happen. The question is in that moment that is your view of your God big enough to keep you? Hold on now. It's not if God is big enough to keep you. It's if our faith in God big enough to keep us. There's no question whether God is big enough. The question is, is what, how I see him. I, I, was, I was talking to somebody and, and they asked the question of me. Well, I do, these, I do this, I do this, I do this. I said, God is really not that impressed with what we do. <laughs> I don't know how God talks to you but when I'm talking to God you know what God says to me he says haven't I already done enough that you should trust me with what I said haven't I already proven myself uh, come on now haven't I showed up enough times? Haven't I stepped in right on time? Haven't he, haven't he got you out of your own mess? Haven't he made a way out of nowhere? Haven't he been better to you than you've been to yourself? Haven't he kept 
you in your right mind when you thought you was going to lose your... Hold on. Based on that, shouldn't we trust him? Can, 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 can I take this to a whole new level? Our relationship with him is no deeper than us trusting him. Because relationship is based on trust. If you don't trust a person, you can't have intimacy, relationship, heart to heart with that person because you don't trust them with your heart. So what's this? If we don't trust God, then we are limited in how much of our heart we give him. That's the dilemma all of us face. See, Satan can't steal your salvation, but he got a sandpaper trying to work away. One of the, one of the elements that we should judge is how do we act when things don't go right? Because if God is who he says he is, he already knew that was going to happen. And though it may shake me for a moment, I need to come up praising. Oh, oh come, come, come here, young. Satan may give you a gut punch that sends you over. But you know what your best defense is? Raise up your hands and come back up. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Because Satan speaks into your thinking. You got to talk your, exalt him out of your mouth. Look, can, can I explain? See, in the garden with Adam and Eve, the reason why Satan got into a serpent because he couldn't get into their thinking. It was guarded. Adam and Eve was king and queen of the earth. Somebody said, well, why did they run from Satan? Run from Satan. They could have commanded Satan. God gave them this dominion. All Adam had to say is shut up and leave. And the devil would have had to shut up and leave. Hold on. Let me just blow your mind. Jesus is the second Adam who comes in authority like the first Adam. And And if Satan had obeyed Jesus, the second Adam... He had to obey Adam, the first Adam, before the fall. The authority Jesus walked in was the authority the first Adam and Eve was walking in. I just blew somebody's mind. Hold on. Can can I take that a step farther? 1 John 4 and 4 says, Greater is he that's in us 
that is in the world, which means that God don't want you running from Satan. He wants you rebuking Satan. In the name of Jesus, get behind me. In the name of Jesus, get out of my mind. In the name of Jesus, I don't have to stay there. In the name of Jesus, I know I'm his child. Hollow, hollowing him is making him awesome in your own mind by talking him up. When, when y'all were singing, we were talking about how awesome he is. And, uh, did you feel the presence fall? Wasn't his presence all up in here? Why? Because we was bragging on our father. You know, our heavenly father loved it when his children brag on him. Guess what? I don't need a church full to brag on him. I can brag on him all by myself. And when the devil talking smack, I said, you don't know my daddy, do you? My heavenly father, he's bad. He can beat you. <laughs> and, and many times when we enter into prayer, after understanding our relationship, we need to go there because otherwise we begin to talk about how big our problem is instead of telling our problem how big our God is. It has to do with perspective. James says the reason why you don't have what you ask because you have asked amiss. You didn't ask with faith. Well, how do I build up my faith? I need to remind myself how awesome, how marvelous, how powerful, how great my God is. And though the situation may have you bent over, you can still praise God in a bent over position. You can still open up your mouth in a bent over position. And if you start praising God long enough, you start lifting up automatically. Do you think that God will put us down here in enemy territory without giving us weapons to use? Don't you think that God already knew everything you was going to go through, but he has already equipped you, but you got to use what he gave you? In the year that Isaiah died, I saw... I went to church as usual. That's why, that's why you need to come to church expecting. My question is, there was a whole lot of people in the synagogue, but Isaiah is the only one who caught this vision. The death of Isaiah had affected the whole nation of Israel, and they didn't know what to do. He started off as a good king, but he ended up as a messed up king. 
He started off as a brilliant king that took Israel up to a, a, a place of height of authority and power, almost like David. Of course, David took it higher. But then he got so built up. Watch, how can I say this? You must deflate what people will say about you and give it to the Lord. Understand that the higher God lifts you, you must give that back to Jesus and recognize there's nobody but him. Oh, let me see that. Because the devil will fill your, your head with pride and you start thinking it's you. Isaiah started thinking it was him. So he thought, hey, I could step into a priest lane. And he tried to go in and do something he wasn't anointed for. Let me let me go, let me go here. Stay on your track. Don't get on nobody else's track. Do what you're supposed to do. Just because you're anointed in one area, don't mean you're anointed in somebody else's area. You know, I found out if I do what I'm supposed to do, I don't got time to judge nobody else or what they're supposed to do. My hands is full taking care of my business. But when you're not doing nothing, you talk about everybody. He gets struck with leprosy. And for the last five, six years of his life, he is hidden in the kingdom with leprosy. Then he dies. And the nation of Israel is spiraling. It's almost like they have a Trump effect. Somebody didn't catch that. Somebody didn't catch that. Somebody didn't catch that. Because the head manifests everybody. And the nation began. Apparently, Isaiah the prophet is down. How I know that? Because he starts with the disappointment. That's the imprint he starts with. He don't say, I saw the Lord and Isaiah died and Isaiah died. He said, in the year that Isaiah died. You know what he start with? He starts bent over. Just because you came in here bent over don't mean you got to leave bent over. Hold on. Can, can, can I go a step further? Even though he was bent over, he still went to church. You don't, you don't quit going to church because you bent over. That's when you need to run the churches when you bent over. Hold on. It's not the position you're holding. It's your expectation while you're holding it. Listen, though he's bent over, he's looking up. See? See, because if you're not expecting nothing, then you're not going to get nothing. Some of us come to church just to come to church. But, but right now, some of y'all are looking at your watch wondering when I'm going to shut up. 
But if you was expecting something, you wouldn't be looking at your watch. You gotta say, Lord, we're gonna give me what I need. I'm expect. You know what? Expectation changes everything. It does. And watch this. Mark 4:24. It's a the the measure. Thank you. I'll call you back later. The measure that that you measure towards the word, the expectation, how careful you are hearing, the thoughtfulness, the study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure that truth will give back to you. Hold on. Just because I hear the truth don't mean that the truth has an effect on me. I got to take the truth in. See, until the word of God becomes more important than my opinion. Until the word of God becomes more important than my want to. Until the word of God, I'm willing to change to what God is telling. Listen, you have to want to change. God ain't going to make you change. You got to want to change. Oh, I remember when I was younger, though I knew there was consequences for my actions, I thought I was willing to pay the consequences. Did y'all hear that? Though I knew there was consequences for what I was doing. I thought in my own head I was willing to pay the consequences. We all did at some point. Now, I don't know whether I got smarter or I got beat enough I got to change mine. God will beat you. Oh, yes, he will. He'll beat you so good, but it's good for you. Okay? Now, 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 now what happened is now, I can make the same decisions, but it's not worth the cost. I'd rather go through something Know that God's hands is on me because I'm in the right position than to go through trouble that I cause myself. Oh, come on now. Listen, if I got to go through trials and tribulations, I'd rather go through it with God's grace on me. Grace can keep you when nothing else can keep you. Grace and favor will keep you and your money can't buy you out. Oh, there's something about going through a trial, but you know God loves you. You know God got you. You know God's Favor will make you have joy in trouble. Isaiah has an expectation and because he has an expectation, he sees 
what nobody else see. How can I say this? I'm almost done. When you, God will meet you at your expectation. And though the devil try to make you let go of your expectation, because some of us think God is taking too long, or it hurts too much, or, or God hasn't came through yet. But, but let me tell you, hold on to your expectation. Listen, and, and while you holding on, you know how you keep your sanity? You lift him up. Ah, ah, listen, your praise is your battle language. Did you hear that? That's why some of us is no more blessed than what we are. You think you're too, too cute to open up. You got to get to the place you don't care how you look. That you have made up your mind. I'm going to praise him when I'm up. I'm going to praise him when I'm down. Look what he says. He says, he says, the, it says, what you, when you hear the truth and you apply it, what will be measured back to you, virtue is power. <laughs> virtue is power. Watch this. Power and knowledge goes together. So let, let, let me explain. When I have the knowledge of what to do, God then gives me the power to do what I know. Can I go a step further? Until I receive the little he gives me, I don't get nothing else. If I reject the first thing he says, he's not going to the second thing. Why should he when I have rejected the first thing he said? So watch this. Watch how this works. When he shows me something and I become obedient and you become obedient to that, it sets you up to see something else. So watch this. So the more light he gives you, the more knowledge he gives you, the more power he gives you, to do what he showed you. So watch this. Somebody has just got a revelation that in their trouble, they're going to start praising him. That they're going to start going through the Bible and they're going to say, like in Psalms 27, they say, they're going to say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom Sure, I fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies come up against me, they stumble in fear. Uh, one thing do I desire. One thing do I have confidence. To behold him in his temple. To behold his beauty. And inquire in his tabernacle. Because in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. (laughs) 
something happens when you start saying that to yourself. There's a shift in your spirit. I think the demons got to go. That's hollowing his name. That's shifting from, I got something to tell you, to Lord, let me tell everybody who you are. That's shifting from crying to him to start praising him. Uh, That's shifting from complaining to lifting him up. Oh, have you know, have you you met my God? My God is an awesome God. Oh, he's a way maker. He's a mind keeper. He's a heart regulator. His peace is a good peace. I want you to see this, then we're through. Psalms 138, 1 and 2. He said, I will praise you, watch this, with my whole heart. How can I say this? When we start off, our heart is not in it. We start off with words. But keep on. Keep on singing. Keep on magnifying him. You know, it's it's funny that you can get yourself in the spirit. You may start off in the flesh, but if you got the spirit, you can get yourself in the spirit. I used to love the Old Testament prophets that, that what they would do is Go, 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 can you play with me a little bit something? And here, here, here they're trying to get a word from the Lord. So they would ask the musician to play something, okay? And it'd just be music. And, and, and they would say, play me something. Let me tell you what's happening. The praises of God helps you get out of flesh into the spirit. There ought to be a song that when you sing it, your CD, it has a essence about it that it moves you from the flesh into the spirit. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, you got to get past the beat. Because everything that has a beat ain't coming from the Spirit. Oh, shut your mouth. See, I don't need something that's going to make my flesh rock. I need something that's going to make my spirit jump. <laughs> so when I need to get, yes, right, need to stir the Spirit. So there's songs and there's praise that helps stir up the spirit. 
Look, 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 he says, he says, he says, hold on, where we go? Hold on, y'all lost me. Oh, okay. Uh, with my whole heart. Listen, before God small, do you know what he's saying? There's other things trying to exalt themselves in my life and replace the, the Jehovah God as being God. Did you know you got to make other things die down? Uh, can, can I say this? Isaiah had to die if, in order for Isaiah to see the Lord high and lifted up. Can I ask you a question? What is the Isaiah, the Isaiah, the Uzziah, however you say his name, in your life? Because there's some things that got to die before you see how awesome your God is. There's some situations that need to die. There's some belief systems that got to die. There's some stuff we've been carrying for 99 years that got to die. And when you let it go, that's when God's going to show up and show out. Hallelujah. Hold on. Hold on. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, for your loving kindness and your truth. He says, for you have magnified your word above all your name. I said, huh? Listen, God is saying, I will do what my word says I will do because I have put my name on it. Amen. Can, 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 can I go deeper? Listen, if a person can't trust your word, then your name don't carry no significance. Hold on, hold on. If someone comes and is supposed to do work for you and you pay them half the money and they never come back, does their word carry any authority with you? Would you use them again? Would you recommend them to anybody else? Why? Because their word made their name bad. You hear what I said? When you think, when you hear the name, you say, uh-uh. You know what God says? When you hear my name, you ought to shout. God, 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 God said, I would be so faithful in what I do with you that you're going to tell everybody how awesome I am. I'm almost done. Matter of fact, Ephesians says this. Ephesians chapter 1 says this about three times. The praise to the praise of his glory. Come, okay, I'm going to use you. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Not only do God want, not only is, does he want in your relationship with him to provoke, provoke praise out of your mouth but when folks see how you trust them you will provoke praise out of their mouth oh y'all didn't hear me somebody didn't hear me somebody didn't hear me see God wants to be so real in your life that when people see 
you go through what you go through, but your faith is holding on to your God. When folks come at you and you don't react the way they expect you to react, and they see Christ in you, that even they will praise God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When folks watch you, and though you're not perfect, you're consistent. Your talk is consistent. Your behavior is consistent. Your attitude is consistent. They see Christ all up in you. They may not like you, but they can't say nothing about the God you serve. Oh, oh. God wants to put you in difficult situations and see you stand there. Listen, and not just your hand be raised, both hands, but your life be raised. Oh, well, folks would say, I don't know how he does it, but his God must be God because I've seen him down, I've seen him up, and he's keep on praising his God. If his God's not real, I still want to know what he knows because I see something in him that his God must be God. I got a question on the table. When folks see you, when folks know you, that the light of Christ shines out of you, that they know that your God is God. I, I, got, I got a question. Do you know? Do you know? Through your disappointments, through your heartaches, through your pains, through your ups, through your downs, through your ups and downs, through the situation, our God is God. Our God is God. I got a testimony. My God is able. My God is able. Your God is able. Listen, 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 listen. You are the praise of his glory. God wants to develop such a relationship that even when you don't feel like it, even when life done got hard, it's a thing called in spite of praise. Hallelujah. 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 I'm of the mindset until you know how to give him in spite of praise, until you know how to lift him up in spite of your praise isn't that real. But when you don't got nothing, when the devil has Break you across the cone when you got a bad report from the doctor when your job has given you a pink slip 
when the relationship has broken up and you can stand and say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's when God says, look at my daughter. Look at my son. They trusted me without seeing me. I know I'm going to go. One more thing. Did you know you don't have to fight your battle? Did you know God will fight your battle? And did you know God will put your enemy's face in it? That the same one that talked about you would be the same one that said, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. something about my Jesus that makes everything okay. There's something about him that makes you hold on, that gives you joy in the midnight hour. There's something. Our God is that real. Our God is that real. Higher and higher and higher. Through the tears, through the hurt, through the pain. Because the more you lift him, the more he lifts you. There's somebody here today. I got preachers that want to pray with you. 